hey, good afternoon, everybody, or good morning to actually myself and my co-host because we we're on a different time zone. Uh, this is the Rebel News Daily live stream. I'm your host, Sheila Gunn-Reed, and I am hosting today with my friend and colleague, Matt Brevner from Vancouver. Matt, how's it going? Uh, it's a little early, but I'm doing I'm doing great. You know, the, uh, the trucker convoy has got me energized. I feel a, a little glimmer of hope in my coffee this morning, so everything's good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we all have a morning <laughs> Skype call and uh, it's 10 o'clock when they're having it in Toronto. But for Matt and I, it's 8 a.m. and 7 a.m. So, yeah, uh, we start work on uh, Western time and also, well, we started on Western time, but we also finish it like way later in the day because we have to st sort of start when the Toronto team starts and then work a little bit extra. But um, it's important because uh, there's so much work to do and so many stories to tell that the mainstream media just won't touch. So I should tell everybody what we're doing here before we get into the news of the day, because there's so much because we didn't have a live stream yesterday. So there's stuff we want to touch on from yesterday, but also um, a lot from the convoy that we want to talk about, too. So this is the Rebel News Daily live stream. It used to just be a thing we hosted on Friday and just um, by Ezra Levant. It was sort of like a stream of consciousness thing that Ezra did to sort of get all of his ideas out into the world instead of cornering the staff in the uh, kitchen or something and <laughs> talking their <laughs> ear off for an hour. Um, it was a lot like being trapped in a car with him, to be honest with you, but it was fun. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, when the pandemic struck, there was more news than ever. Restrictions were changing all the time and you can't really do a fully produced video when the restrictions will change from the morning to the evening. And so sometimes the best way to do that and to address the issues is to just sit down and talk about them and give your honest opinions about them as you're reading the news. So we used to just host this thing on YouTube, but uh, then Biden got elected and YouTube didn't have to pretend to be a free speech platform anymore. The mask sort of slipped and they censored conservatives, including ourselves. They completely demonetized us. But we are still broadcasting there because there are one point, nearly 1.6 million YouTube subscribers and we don't want to abandon you. But there are some things we cannot talk about on YouTube. So there will come a time in the show where we will cut our YouTube feed. We don't want to say goodbye to our YouTube viewers. We want to tell you to join us on the other three platforms upon which we're broadcasting simultaneously. And those are Rumble, Super U, and Odyssey. And all of those allow you to support us in different ways. Uh, Odyssey has um, hyper chats, which you can give some of their cryptocurrency or regular old fiat currency. Rumble has a Rumble rant feature. And a Super U is debuting something new. It's called a Super U Shout. Now, a Super U Shout, you could just sort of talk back and forth before, but now you can use the Super U Shout function to pitch in a little cash to us to keep the lights on because we'll never take a penny from Justin Trudeau, unlike the mainstream media. And if you pitch in a little bit of money that way, um, we'll read your question, query, comment, story, idea on air. And myself or Matt will do our best to address whatever it is that you want us to talk about. So I think that's all the nuts and bolts and moving parts that we need to get out of the way. Um, let's start off with something that broke this morning. Um, Mr. Producer, can you bring it up? Justin Trudeau has found a reason to go back into hiding at Rideau Cottage. Just on time, it seems. Just on time. 
Ain't that convenient. So this is his tweet from this morning. I'm going to put my glasses on so I can actually see what vapid thing Justin Trudeau is saying. It says, last night I learned I have been exposed to COVID-19. Hang on for a second here. Triple vax. So vaxed, vaxed, boosted. My rapid test result was negative. Okay, great. Carry on your day. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, you're negative. Okay, off you go. Back to work or not. It's uh, Sometimes it's a little better that he's not working. Um, he said he's following Ottawa health rules and isolating for five days. Why? You're negative. Uh, I feel fine and will be working from home. Stay safe, everyone, and please get vaccinated. Matt, what do you think this is all about? Well, I think that's the worst sales pitch to get vaccinated I've ever heard in my entire life. Triple vaccinated and you still have to isolate. Yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea. But I mean, come on, guys. Like if you really think that he's not trying to trying to dodge, you know, the, the political heat <laughs> that's coming down the highway for him right now, you have to be like living in, in a very, very thick bubble. Like it's very obvious what's happening right now. I'm surprised that his colleagues are letting him get away with it. To be honest, it just seems, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it looks like my Skype is breaking up a little bit. But um, yeah, this five days puts him all the way through till Monday. Boy, that's convenient. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And there doesn't um, seem I, to be any blowback, which is interesting. Um, Mr. Producer, um, maybe you could bring up uh, my former colleague, Ian Bexty, K1, on his Twitter account. He actually pulled up the Ontario Public Health Guidelines. And maybe we could see if if Justin Trudeau is actually following those. My Skype is awful right now. Okay, so maybe we can zoom in on uh, on this. So asymptomatic individuals. Apparently that's Justin Trudeau, right? He's feeling fine. He told us he's feeling great. Fully vaccinated, which he is, and boosted or previously popular individuals who are asymptomatic with high-risk exposures are not required to self-isolate at home or in the community. These individuals should still be tested. Great. Yep. Done. But do not need to isolate while awaiting test results. So not only do they not have to self-isolate at home for five days, they don't even have to self-isolate for the time in which they're waiting for their test results to come back. So... Dustin Trudeau is going over above to hide from the truckers. Yeah, I mean that seems pretty obvious. I was, I, I had a feeling that the uh, restrictions were were that. So when I read this this morning and it said that he was isolating because he had exposure, I'm like, is this 2020? Like, what's what's going on right now? I thought the <laughs> the rules have changed a bit. But yeah, I mean, you know, the the joke's up. I uh, this isn't even funny anymore. Like, I, I I'm just perpetually disappointed by this administration. And, and I, and I mean that far beyond like just what you would expect uh, news commentary and punditry to be. I mean, deep in my spirit, I am troubled and, and concerned about the state of our country and, and the constant faux pas, the constant corruption, the constant lies. And, and it's, I don't know, the buck's got to stop here. I would hope. You know what, Mr. Producer, do you want to hang up on me and call me back? Because my Skype feed is uh, very annoying to me, and I can only imagine that it's much, much worse for our viewer and probably Matt, too. Perfect. Matt, take it away. <laughs> okay, so uh, Sheila's stepping away into the ether for a second, looking like a, a Minecraft episode, but she'll be back. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, if you guys are available or how do you feel? I mean, to me, it seems like this is pretty obvious that this is just a, a bait and switch by Trudeau. It doesn't even really seem like a creative one. Uh, we might catch him in, in Tofino surfing or anything else, but there needs to be answers and there needs to be accountability for the way that the, the liberal government has been running our country, the unlawful mandates, et cetera, et cetera. And I really hope that, you know, I would like to see someone there to meet these truckers uh, from the left to actually hear the opinions, you know, encourage open discourse in our, in our, in our country, because that's what, you know, the left claims to be all about is love and peace and inclusivity. Um, but we all know that that is not the case. So I'm back. Hypocrisy Matt, at thank his, you. At his <laughs> Welcome back. Wow. In HD yes. too, it works. <laughs> well, you know, a woman my age should never be seen in HD, but <laughs> um, we should, we should uh, talk about something that is just sort of happening. And we should let our viewers know that the Democracy Fund event that was scheduled for the 28th of January has been canceled, unfortunately. And it's not us. It's him. Um, he's got uh, it was an event with Dr. Julie Panessi and Robert F. Kennedy, Jr., and uh, it sounds like there he had to withdraw from the event for personal reasons. Um, not that he doesn't like us, <laughs> but that he just, you know, we're always kind of apprehensive when <laughs> people don't want to do things with us. We're always a little bit defensive, but uh, that's not it at all. He just has um, a couple of conflicts and he cannot join us. So just to let everybody know, and we did send an email out to everybody who had already bought in tickets to... Uh, bought in, bought tickets to uh, attend in person. We've already sent an email out so um, to deal with the scheduling there. So just apologies, um, but it's not us, it's him. We look forward to that rescheduling. For those of you who aren't familiar with Robert Kennedy, he's been an advocate for uh, children, at-risk youth, uh, pertaining to certain social climates that we're living through right now. That's YouTube yep. safe, I can say that. Um, but he's he's yep. very outspoken. He's fearless. He's educated. He's well respected in the circles, and and it would be an honor to have him be a part of what we're doing. So we look forward to that day. Hopefully, we can reach. You know what? And what I really love about this is I think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and I would disagree on probably fifty percent of the things, um, but he's still willing to talk to us um, about mm -hmm. this very important issue. He's one of those guys who will reach across the aisle talk to conservatives because we are able to unite on this issue of, um, you know, coercion, I guess, is the YouTube safe way of saying that. I, I think I would probably disagree with uh, Mr. Kennedy on just about every single environmental issue in the book. <laughs> but mm -hmm. but um, on this important civil liberties issue, we can agree and he will sit down and talk to us. And that's what's missing in society today. That's literally what's missing in Ottawa. That's literally what's isolating right now for the next five days in practice. Till Monday. Yeah, I, 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 till Monday. <laughs> I do think, though, that uh, Mr. Kennedy's father and uncle would have more in common with the broad conservative tent oh, of 2022 sure. than the, the left. You know, I think there's a, a very big difference between classic American liberalism and contemporary leftism. I think that's a, a far leap, I think. I would argue that contemporary leftism has more in common with the far right of the, of the thirties and forties in Europe personally, um, infringement mm -hmm. upon personal freedoms, uh, group think, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nice to find 
it's nice to see people band together, even despite their differences and have conversation, talk through the good ideas, talk through the bad ideas. And even looking at this trucker convoy, it's like an all-star lineup of like, who's who throwing their name in behind like, yeah, it, it, like, we got to really band together and, and put an end to this thing. So it's just, it's feel good stuff. You know, how can you not feel good looking at what's happening right now in, in, in the movement? I think it's awesome. You know, that's the thing though, about even the, protests that you guys attend and I'll say anti-mandate protests so that it's YouTube safe, but it's a crazy cross section of humanity. You've got oh, blue yeah. collar conservatives and you've got a white collar sort of fiscal conservatives, um, socially liberal people, libertines in some instance, marching with the Mennonites. And you know, there's the, the whole food granola crowd that are out there. It's everybody. And they're all united in this common cause against coercion and just being able to uh, choose their own way forward with regard to their health. And I, it's a shame that there's not a, really a politician or a political movement out there who says, ah, see that parade? It's marching. I'm going to be the guy who jumps in front of it and leads it. Uh, everyone sort mm -hmm. of stepped away. Yeah, it's... Uh we have this preconceived notion or understanding that politicians actually re think and react when in reality, <laughs> yeah, contemporarily, no. they just react to, they just react to polls. They just yeah. follow polls, you know? So they don't, they, I don't think there's any sort of sense of like morality or instinct that goes into a lot of these decisions. Um, however, with that being said, it's been nice to see people like Paul Yev and Leslin mm -hmm. Lewis uh, step out now and be more vocal. Um, Paul Yevitz, especially, I wish that he had this type of energy three months ago during the election when it could have actually mattered, but now we're, you know, not to say it doesn't matter, but we're stuck with at least another three years of this government and, you know, the liberals and the, and the NDP just rubber stamping anything that the liberals want because they're basically the same party. The NDP is basically just the fringe party of the liberals. So yeah. it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, I'm great. It's great that he's doing something now. Um, but I, yeah, I, it's almost like now when it's not as consequential, it's more convenient to speak out. So yeah, yeah I would like to see more politicians, you know, putting their neck out. It, we can't leave it all up to like the Maxime Bernier's and the Derek Sloan's of the world to, to get things done, unfortunately. Yeah. I think some of them realize their own hypocrisy. Like, I, I think mm -hmm. some of them are like, how can I get behind this trucker anti-mandate thing when I kept my mouth shut? while mm. mandates were being imposed in conservative provinces all across the board, and I never said a word. And now it does look politically opportunistic to all of a sudden jump on the anti-mandate bandwagon because these are Trudeau's mandates and not Doug Ford's or Jason Kenney's or Scott Moe's. Right. And globally, you know? things are starting to change. Like, I mean, the more yeah. the more things start to change in the world, the more... Uh, people are having access to platforms like ours, platforms like Joe Rogan's, and the truth is out there and it's not parsed by government officials. The harder it is or to YouTube. keep up, you know, <laughs> or YouTube, you know, but the man behind the, the Wizard of Oz is only powerful as long as they can't see him. It's like the, yeah. you know, the anecdote of like, that, uh, hey, look, the emperor has no clothes. Well, it's pretty clear that Justin Trudeau has no clothes and this whole thing is starting to lose his bite. Like the, the grip of fear is being lost on people. Um, yeah. And once, once people aren't, aren't afraid, you can't control them anymore. You know, yeah. outside of co uh, this COVID issue, just any issue generally that, that seems to be contemporary politics is stoke fear and division. And then, and then 
and then pull like, you know, put out the story in the media, make people afraid and campaign on that fear. And then the cycle just kind of continues and continues and continues. But and, and you're not I even digress. speculating there. No, you're not even speculating there. That was the elections strategy by Justin Trudeau. Yeah. We've seen the documents. They called it a psychographic report about how people would respond to the constant fear mongering. And if that would be politically advantageous for the liberals, the the big problem with all of that is, look, if the liberal war room wants to do that with liberal party donor funds, that's great. But they used federal government resources to do this polling about how people were responding to the messaging of the last 20 months. Here it is, psychographic poll, guided Trudeau liberals divisive and hateful campaign against the unvaxxed in the 2021 federal election. So it was completely a strategy, but even worse, they used government resources to get this data and then they turned it into an election strategy for the liberals. It was gross. Well, that's literally an, an attack on the people, isn't it? Yeah. If they're using federal funding to stoke fear and then to, you know, div divide us and... Yeah, that's really ugly. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how historians look back on this time in human history and and when all of the, these, these things come to light, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm excited to be on the other side of it. And, and it's good to know we're fighting for truth and we're on yeah. the right team, you know, especially like, sorry, this is a bit of a segue, but Brian Peckford on the, uh, on the, uh, Peterson show yesterday and talking about the, yeah. the lawsuit that he's announcing, which is just so incredible because he's a former premier who is the last living, uh, author or person who contributed to the charter. And he's saying basically every Canadian government, especially the, the federal government right now, is in violation of the charter that he helped craft and write. So yeah. to say, for like the layman to say, uh, yeah, I don't think that there's been government overreach or I think that the response to this has been fair or neutral or reasonable or justified. You have to be very arrogant to say that because the guy who literally wrote the charter said it is saying otherwise. So much so that he's coming out of basically retirement in Parksville yeah. to sue the government. Like, this is crazy. I'm yeah. just blown away by it. It's, it's unreal. And I've already seen people trying to write Peckford off as like an, a cantankerous old man in his golden years yelling at the clouds mm -hmm. um, and that he's sort of not as sharp as he is, but the man is sharp as a tack. And these same people are like, Joe Biden, look at him go. He's the smartest oh. man, the brightest man who's ever run the United States. And I'm like, you want to talk about an old guy in cognitive decline? Watch a Biden press conference. But Peckford, Peckford's a problem. Peckford's not with it. Give me a break. Yeah, it's now, unreal. I think we should get to uh, the biggest story in the world right now. Um, again, this is being talked about on Joe Rogan, Donald Trump Jr. has been talking about it. Um, it's the convoy. And I'm so proud of... Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. You got the Joe Rogan clip? Let's play it. Your country's in revolt. Do you know about this? Show this video. Look at this video that I sent Jamie. It's a giant convoy of trucks that's apparently some insane amount of people like 50,000 trucks that are headed to Ottawa to protest the vaccine mandates by Trudeau 
And, and they're all coming from Canada. Because they're, they're all in Canada. They're all in Canada. It's all Canadian truckers. Because apparently they're, they're all being mandated that they have to get vaccinated. And they're like, hey, we don't even contact anybody. Your country's in revolt. It's kind of fun to see footage from Edmonton um, on the Joe Rogan show. That's kind of fun because I was there and I talked to some of those truckers. Um, but this is an international story. And so the fear mongering and the smear merchanting is reaching a fevered pitch with the mainstream media. And uh, you and I were talking about this on the uh, the meeting that we have before we put the live stream on. And for me, when you see the mainstream media sort of writing off the truck convoy as racist, xenophobic, neo-Nazis, uh, violent agitators, um, white supremacists. It's clearly the work of someone who has never actually met a trucker, um, especially in the West right. here. The trucking industry is not those things. The trucking industry in BC and major parts of Alberta, it's a Sikh-run industry. It's a minority industry. Um, there's indigenous trucking companies, um, especially out of Fort McMurray. Uh, the trucking convoy is put together by a Métis woman. <laughs> like um, We've seen Hutterites lined up along the side of the road to show support. Uh, people, these are people who fled persecution in Europe yeah. to come to Canada to freedom. So in their end, they are apolitical and pacifist by their dictates of their faith. So when you see them out on the road saying, we support the truckers, not Trudeau, literally ladies holding a sign. Um, Houston, we have a problem. This is my one of my favorite pictures ever. Um, I live just up the road from a Hutterite colony. So um, I, I, they were some of my favorite um, people during the Bill 6 protests here in Alberta, they were protesting the NDP because of their farm legislation law. So when you see the Hutterites come out um, and when normally their faith tells them to remain pacifist and out of politics, Trudeau's got a problem. And you can tell that Trudeau has a real problem. Well, besides the fact that he's in hiding at this point, but through the media smearing of the truckers as these things that they are not. Uh, we saw indigenous drummers come out to welcome the truckers um, as they rolled through town. This is the one of the, I think, in my lifetime, one of the most united moments I think this country has ever been. Uh, it surpasses Western alienation, Quebec separatism, um, competition between, you know, the West and the East. And, and it's the one thing, the one movement that has brought us all together after, as we just saw, the federal government and Justin Trudeau campaigned on dividing us. This is the thing that's bringing us all together. And you can tell that everybody's scared just in the mainstream media articles. Well, yeah, that's the thing, you know, it's, uh, a there's a measured response because this sort of language, although we're used to it, uh, two years into this thing and however many years into Trudeau's administration, we're used to rhetoric like this, but we have to understand not everybody sees through this rhetoric. Um, they're painting the narrative that this event will potentially be violent, dangerous, like you said, racist undertones, et cetera, et cetera. So this, this creates two opportunities, right? This, this creates a platform for the very, 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 fringe, maybe one or two people 
individuals, a part of this million, multi-million people movement to then have a megaphone uh, to discredit the whole thing, which is what, you know, the, the, the scared powers, the antiquated powers that be want. And this also stokes up fear in people that are, that believe it. There's still, you know, I was having a conversation with, with producer Efron last week about how it's, he thinks in his estimates, and obviously this is anecdotal, but about 20% of the Canadian population will never recover from this psychologically. Like the damage is done. People are going to like, even when I was walking, I went to go get groceries last night and I saw more people double masked than masked. Even though Bonnie Henry has literally said on record, they don't, it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything, but the, the mental damage is, is already done. So there's a, a large segment of the population that is afraid that is buying into this stuff that still trusts the institutions that are thinking a, a group of neo-Nazis is on its way to Ottawa, preparing for some sort of insurrection or some sort of violent takeover, you know? So like, what do we do with those people? What happens to those people? And what is like a, a tempered, reasonable response if you were convinced that there is a multi-million man march of Nazis going to overthrow your nation's capital right now? Like, what do you do with that? Yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm kind of concerned about this, this, this sort of rhetoric, this violent rhetoric, because, you know, I don't like to use the lefties language that, that, you know, uh, words are violence, but this is almost bordering inciting a call to action. So in that context, I will use it that this is like a violent, that this is violent undertones. It's, it's concerning. And there will be aftermath from that. I hope that people can kind of anticipate this and yeah. understand maybe what is being set up here. Because there, if, if this is mismanaged or if something, you know, if this is just a perfect opportunity for some sort of terrible catastrophe to just derail all of it, because, you know, we've been following this for years. Uh, well, you've been following this for years. I've been following you for years and I've been working with the company for a year. And we talk a lot about government wants to censor. It's just tech censorship, overreach censorship. And, and uh, the pandemic has highlighted an opportunity for governments to collaborate with the tech oligarchy to censor free voices. And, you know, sliding into the, the narrative, the racist, xenophobic, et cetera, the, the buzzwords that they love to use, the trigger words that they've realized through pollsters actually make Canadians upset, you know, that, and reactive. Um, if they can label this all as that, this is a great opportunity if something terrible happens for the government to clamp down and, and really push through the, 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 you know, the spirit of C10 throughout our, our society. Yeah. So I'm concerned about that. So I have like a, uh, a reserved joy and hope about what's happening right now, but I've, we've seen it time and time again in our society, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, you gave us a, a pretty good example in the, in the live stream, the pre-meeting of just that. So yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm just, I'm a little, it's been a long two years, you know? Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. There's a couple of things at play here. So you've got Articles like this and rhetoric from politicians and articles like the one that was in Global the other day where they eavesdropped on the Zello app and they heard things. That's the app that the truckers used to talk to each other. It's like their radio. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And anybody can get on there. Any anybody can get on there. And they heard things that they didn't like on there. So that's the snippet that they reported in their article and not the hours upon hours upon hours, literally upon hours of kids and families and normal people just getting on the Zello app, thanking the truckers. They didn't mention that once. They cherry picked these oddballs 
and then the ease with which they used those people to taint the whole is despicable, but entirely predictable. Um, and we're dealing with people and those articles like that, they're designed to do one thing. They appeal to people. Yeah, this is the Zelua. Why don't we play this? Thank you for supporting and fighting for our freedom. Thank you, truckers. I really hope that the government says no to the vaccines and masks again. Thanks um, for trying to stop the vaccine and masks. Thank you from Nova Scotia, Cape Breton. Thank you, truckers. Thank you, truckers. I have to wear the mask at school. I can't breathe. And it's annoying how you have to get vaccinated to do things. Screw to Trudeau and keep on trucking. And I'm very happy that you're doing this so I can go back to my normal life and have fun with my friend and so my dad can get back on the road with you guys. Thank you, truckers from Manitoba. Thank you, truckers. Thank you. Because if it works out, then I can go back to school and see my friends again. Thank you, truckers. I really want our freedom back. Thank you, truckers, for doing this. Thank you, truckers. I really appreciate what we're doing. Thanks, you, trucker. Thank you for supporting. So that's oh cute goodness. and heart heartwarming, and it just, like, makes my chest tight. Um, but at the same time, what kind of monster listens to that? And and cherry picks the bad guys <sighs> out of that. You know? That's what we're dealing with with the media here. And then they write articles that appeal to people who have been living in fear for the last 10 years mm. that there are Nazis under every bed and all they want to do is punch a Nazi. And now the media is telling them there's a convoy of Nazis coming to Ottawa and these do nothing oversoyed people are going to go to Ottawa and they're going to fight these Nazis. They're going to save the country. You punch a truck. Well, yeah, I mean, happen. How could you expect anything other than that? Like that, mm based on what they've been subscribed to and, and the uh, verbal assault cast on the nation over the past year, the reasonable response is to do that. Yeah. You know, like why not defend your country? Like you have to do that. You're, you're obliged as an able-bodied Canadian to, yeah, it's just disgusting. It's, and even like is, the, the it's global, incitement. it is, it literally is a call to action. It's, it's hate, it's hate speech. It's the same speech. It's literally the speech that, the Trudeau government is claiming to want to protect society from mm -hmm. it's this inciting violence towards a minority group call to action stuff. Like you can't yell fire in a movie theater. Well, the media is yelling fire in a movie theater right now. And they've been doing that for two years. And even like the global story that kind of went viral or the headline that went viral yesterday about the, the alt-right white nationalist yep. stuff. And that the, the photo they use of like a billboard of, it says a mass don't save only Jesus does like Jesus loves you. And, and it's just like to equate peaceful Christians, you know, with this, this vicious thing that they're trying to concoct is just so disgusting. And honestly, I'm so sick of it. I'm so yeah. sick of it. it. It bothers me so much, the arrogance and the, the hatred and like the, the foaming, the seething and foaming of the mouth of these, these, bourgeoisie elite media types to just cast hate and the hypocrisy. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm getting real tired of it. it, it yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm at a bit of a loss for words for it. It's just, it's heavy on me, you know, it's very frustrating. Um, because you, again, these articles appeal to people who think words are violence. Like they think that right. when you disagree with them on normal issues, 
that you are committing violence. They think if you hold Christian social views, that that's somehow reproductive violence or whatever. They equate words and thoughts held by other people as violence. So once you move that bar, it's okay for them to meet your words and thoughts with actual violence. And that right. is the shift that we've seen in the last little bit. And so that's why it makes me worried. And as we were talking in the meeting, I would not be surprised to see, um, you know, outside agitators masquerading as truckers and trucker supporters to incite violence. <laughs> Look at the Patriot Front. As I said in the uh, live stream meeting, those guys are like the worst LARPer feds. There's no, no way that you terrible. get 50 or 75 pairs of matching cotton dockers without a government <laughs> procurement contract. It's just impossible. But look at these guys. Like, give me a break. These guys are all feds, um, and they're there to make normal people seem like, you know, white supremacist, white nationalist, crazy people. That's all they are. And this is not the first. It wouldn't surprise me because in Canada, this has happened multiple times in the past. Um, all we have to do is look at the Heritage Front. The Heritage Front was this white supremacist gaggle of like, I think probably at the most a dozen people. But then the RCMP infiltrated it and boosted its numbers because I think it's a good thing in Canada that the supply of racism does not meet the demand of the left to cry racist. Um, and at one point, the head or the deputy head of the Heritage Front was actually an undercover cop. So there, <laughs> not because he believed in it, but because that that it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy, a snake eating its own tail. Um, and I would not be, su be surprised to see that there are outside infiltrators who will do their very best to incite violence when the truckers get to uh, Ottawa. And uh, I just hope that everybody involved is smart enough to behave themselves. And I think they are. Yeah, I hope so too. Because I mean, as you said, when we open this segment, it's an international news story. So even outside of, you know, fake and fake wannabe Antifa soy boys or whatever else, or even controlled opposition within this protest, there could be international interest for this to go one way or another. Like we've already seen on record over the last few days that, you know, that clip that went viral of Klaus Schwab basically praising uh, then future prime minister, Justin Trudeau and saying he's on the world economic forum plan, you know? So it's not, yeah. it's not, uh, even conspiracy theory or unheard of for George Soros to hire a few, uh, protesters and leave some pallets of bricks laying around. So there's a lot of money obviously riding on this COVID narrative right now, this pandemic narrative. And this is literally like, we're talking billions and billions of dollars. And there's a lot of powerful men and women that do not want this to stop or to go away. And, uh, our, I, I, I imagine our, our, you know, our prime minister is friends with these people and also very low, uh, in the order, in the pecking order of these folks. So yep. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Keep your wits about you guys. Keep your, and keep your cell, uh, your, your cell phone cameras rolling, keep your body cameras yep. on and just be nice to everyone and keep, yeah, yep. keep your eyes out. And that's, if that's... you see anything sus or weird, send it to rebel news tips. Then yep. we will gladly cover it. Tips at rebelnews.com. And there are going to be a ton of rebel news journalists on site. 
Um, they're already headed there because of traffic and um, hotels just to get there in advance of the truckers. Um, but yes, that's my advice to everybody. Roll your camera, roll your cell phone on everything. Uh, all we have to do is look at the Nick Sandman case to see mm. how a snip of something very nearly ruined a kid's life until the broader context was shown. And thank God, thank God that someone had footage that saved Nick Sandman and Nick Sandman now is a very wealthy young man. So mm. <laughs> just, just, just consider that. Make sure you record everything. Um, and be on your very best behavior. Do not be that which the left says you are, because you're not. You're not. Um, Dude, we should yeah, get. We're... I was just going to say we should get to actually some of Mocha's footage because it looks like, according to Twitter, uh, the Freedom Convoy from the West has arrived in Nipigon, Ontario. However, there's a, I think it's Highway 17 is blocked, but this is his drone footage. Look at all those trucks. Oh, wow. Love to see it. That's amazing. It just warms my heart. It just warms my heart. I said on the show the other day, um, we have not, society has not quite learned the lesson of the um, cultural phenomenon movie Armageddon, where <laughs> the politicians and the <laughs> academics and the smart people screw everything up and they don't know how to fix it because they don't have any actual useful skills. And so you rely on the rig hands to go up and become astronauts and save the world. And it is always, 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 always the blue collar people, the normal people, the people with actual skills, farmers, truckers, rig hands, construction workers. Um, it's always those people who end up cleaning up the mess that other people made. It's also the lesson of Ghostbusters, but I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Don't Look Up yet? Yeah, I did. It was the worst. Yeah, it was very, it was very bad. It was almost, it was almost like they couldn't see their own hypocrisy in it. But uh, yeah. I mean, it, there's, it's, it's got the, it doesn't have the happy ending that maybe Armageddon does, but it's still pretty, pretty it was happy uh, for me. It was happy for me because Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio died. So I was like, that you know what made it all worthwhile. <laughs> all right, so I like is, that. That's good. <laughs> this is some more of our footage. Um, you can see all of our footage and support Mocha's trip at convoyreports.com. He's fully embedded in the convoy. He rented a car. He's driving him and a, another journalist intern. And it is a really grueling schedule, by the way. Um, and uh we don't get any money from Justin Trudeau, um, but we think it is so important to tell not the other side of the story here, the story, because the everybody story. else yep. is getting it wrong. I saw this happen in Edmonton. We've got two team news teams from the mainstream media. They're standing like way out across the road from the truck stop with their zoom lenses, getting footage of, I guess, the rally in support of the convoy. And you can tell they're mainstream media journalists because they're outside standing alone in a ditch wearing masks, which I've I've seen so much of that I never, <laughs> never thought I could, I would say that. But it's true. They did the same thing at Grace Life. I'm like, ah, the news is here because they're completely alone in a ditch outside wearing a mask. But they didn't actually talk to anybody. They didn't talk to anybody. They just took wildlife photography of them like they were a moose walking through the bushes. Go over and talk to the people. There were thousands of people there. Go ask them why they're there. Instead, 
They don't because if you go ask a normal person why they're there, they know and they give a normal answer, but they don't want that. They want this to look no, as abnormal yeah. and fringe as possible. Well, yeah. How else are they going to keep getting their, their checks from Ottawa, right? They don't want to talk to anybody. And, you know, every once in a while when we're covering some of these stories, we'll have like a candid moment, a candid heart to heart with one of these journalists, one of these cameramen. And most of them know that this whole thing is a sham. This is not what, yeah. what most of them signed up for when they, you know, they went to journalism school for four years and took on a ton of student debt and did all of that. They, they all want to, you know, they don't want to cover a cat get stuck in a tree. You know, they don't want to <laughs> demonize reasonable people, but this is, Look this is the state of, of the fifth estate. Yeah. That's amazing. But yeah, this is the, that's the fifth estate in North America right now. Right. And I think there's, yeah, yeah it's a, once the cracks are starting to show, I think we're going to see a, a bunch of people that are maybe late to the party, but you know, the support is mounting now. And even if it's convenient to do so, it's, you're still welcome. You're still yeah. welcome. So no judgment. You know what? Sometimes it takes people a lot of, uh, a lot of time to get to the right place, mm -hmm. but when they get there, we have to welcome them with open arms. By the way, before we move on from this story, because AD tells me that we have a ton of chats, you guys are really interested in this, in what we're awesome. talking about, and you have a lot to say, so I really appreciate that. Um, but we should quickly go to rebelnewsstore.com because we've got trucker merch there. So why don't we take a look at that? And I don't know if you people know, but my husband works in trucking. Um, just not doesn't drive a truck anymore, but um, you know, this it, it just warms my heart. And uh, these are not convoy specific, but they are great for convoy supporters. So uh, go be free, go truckers. Um, at trucker hats, it's so great. Uh, I like the truck off Trudeau one. Truck off Trudeau, yeah, that's good. <laughs> trucker so trucker that's hats, I love it. Yeah, I might have great. to get me so, one of those. And we have uh, trucker t-shirts with, uh, yeah, so we've got Be Free, Go Truckers, Truck Off Trudeau. Um, I like that one with the, the three trucks there, Truck Off Trudeau. Yeah, I think that's my fave. And what a, you know what yeah. a great way, you know, is it help, help send Mocha across the country so we can cover this for you guys. And, you know, you, you can wear your politics on, on, your, uh, on, your, on your back, on your head, and then hopefully this can spark conversations with people because it's really, that's, that's what it's all about. So yeah, all the, all the support is, is obviously welcome and uh, needed and uh, just know we're stewarding, we're stewarding it correctly. So Mocha is so fearless, man. I see him standing I on know. the side of the highway, just fro, just blowing in the His wind. Lion hair. I'm just like, <laughs> love it. I love it, man. That guy is so inspiring to me. Oh, and he's so, um, he, like you can feel his, um, morale gas tank being filled back up by the truckers and by the support you know mocha was in toronto during the worst of the lockdown and then he moved to alberta thinking he would be free because we were having as you know the best summer ever and then he moves here <laughs> we get locked down and we're like sorry mocha oops and then uh so he's sort of really gotten a raw deal um but to see all these people fighting for freedom, completely normal people. Um, you can tell, I talked to him on the phone the other day and he was just like hyped, just hyped and happy. Oh, it's so great. Medicine hat was great. Yeah. And it's and, you know, great. it's, it's, this is, it's, it's, it's turned into like a bit of a, well, not a bit. It's a, it's like a support group. It's like an advocacy group. It's like, you're not alone. You're not crazy. What's happening is wrong. 
and it's okay to feel, you know, like you're being violated and it's okay to stand up for what you think is right because we've been slowly beaten in the submission, you know, not everybody, but just like, you know, the morale of the average person who can tell that something is amiss in their country, you know, and it's cool to just see people of all walks of life coming out and standing yeah. up for what they believe in and, and, uh, and, and, and Look righteously that fringe not extremist. Look at that. Fringe know, well, extremist. Her hair, it's, it's a pink hair, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a young family. You know, I, I love yeah. it. Like that's what Canada is all about. Yeah. So. That's what, when I was at the Edmonton rally for the truckers to send them off, there were kids driving around in their little power wheels, trucks, <laughs> pretending to be truckers. And they had like their little bumper stickers, like go truckers, free Canada on the back of their um, little cars. And then you see Justin Trudeau call those people fringe extremists. Like it's just grotesque. Yeah, it's it's unreasonable. It's how long can this go on for? How long can it? How long can people just keep eating their own crap? You know, it's like as your breath is gonna, your breath must be unbearably stinky at this point. You're just eating your own crap over and over and over again. I'm sorry for the graphic, but it's, yeah, it's true. the cognitive dissonance is just it's it's supreme. It's really a psyop or something. It's, I don't know. I think it goes on. No, no, I was going to say, I think it goes on to answer your question for as long as uh, it takes for the conservatives to replace their leader. Because Mm. I I think that is ultimately the problem here is what's the option? What's the other option? You know, it's it's interesting you say that because I, there's got to be, and we cover this sort of stuff all the time. And this is, this is just my opinion. I'm not saying this on any basis. So disclaimer, please don't flame me in the comments, but there's gotta be something weird going on with the conservative party. And I mean, specifically, because if you look at, for example, um, Andrew Shear now being an advocate for the truckers and being so vocal about it and, and not afraid of where blowback. was that guy? <laughs> yeah. Where was he? Right. Where was he? And even Harper, I would vote for that guy too. And, and I, I, you know, and even Harper, when he came out in, in the beginning of the pandemic during uh, the CERB, when it, that was starting to be issued out yeah. and inflation started to go and he, he was very vocal. He did an international press run basically saying ca- Canada's economy is in shambles, irre- irreparable. Where was that language? You know, so what what's going on with our conservative party? And then you have like Polyev, for example, who kind of got pat on the head and knocked down, dropped out of the race, yeah. the leadership race quietly. Um, yeah, here's this is this is a clip of uh, of Polyev talking about the extremist group. We should play this. This is pretty good. Yeah. Let's roll it back. We're having some audio troubles, but yeah, I don't I don't understand really. It seems like as soon as the there's no longer a fever pitch culturally. There's the, the, the as soon as the pressure's off, the, these conservative men are standing up like true conservative men and and speaking their minds, not afraid of mm-hmm. offending anybody or what the consequence. Like they all seem to be like austerity. Yes, austerity, which is a conservative message. And you know what I mean? It's so bizarre. And like wet wet noodle O'Toole, nothing. And it's, it's, but he's just well, following the precedent that's been set by the la- by the party over the past, you know, however many years. So I don't understand. Yeah, they seem to be speaking like a, someone, someone of moral conviction and ethical courage. They speak out 
when there is a personal cost even to them for saying what they say. You don't get the credit for being um, a person of conviction to speak out when it is completely safe for you to do it. It's when right. it's before <laughs> it's before when that needs to be said. That's when the culture war happens. You don't get to talk about how things need to change after the battle has been fought and lost. <laughs> and that's what these guys are doing. Oy vey. All right, I think we, we should play that clip. I think we got audio on that clip. Do we got it? Uh, we don't got it. So it's, I, I suggest you guys check that out. But essentially, he's uh, he's talking about, he was asked by a reporter, what do you think about the uh, extreme voices calling for violence or whatever that are attaching themselves to the trucker movement? They know it's so big that they won't even, they can't even dare assert that it's a part of the trucker movement. But they're saying the voices yeah. that are attaching themselves to the trucker movement. So they're they're really reaching at this point, right? And he basically yeah. goes on to say, well, when there's protests and when there's, you know, protests in Ottawa or liberal protests in Ottawa. I don't see liberal media parsing through every single person in the crowd, trying to find one voice, one, uh, you yeah. know, one crazy. You only do that for conservatives. And he makes a, he makes a really good point. You know, and here we go. Is that, um, when there's a left-wing protest on parliament Hill, we don't see the liberal media going through every single name of the people who attends to try and find one person that they can disparage the whole group with. Um, you know, we don't see... Uh, CBC, for example, has been accused by its own employees of systemic racism. And yet, we don't see the media here generalize that everyone who works at the CBC is a racist. Whenever you have um, five or 10,000 people who are part of any group, you're bound to have a number who have or say unacceptable things and they should be individually right. responsible for the things they say and do but that doesn't mean we disparage the thousands of hard-working law-abiding and peaceful truckers who quite frankly have kept all of you alive the last two years by filling yes. your <laughs> grocery shelves with the food that you eat and filling your homes with the products that you rely upon so I think that it is possible to hold individually responsible anyone who says or does anything unacceptable while showing support for the hardworking, law-abiding, peace-loving truckers who are fighting for their freedom and their livelihoods and on whom we have defended, we have depended for our very existence over the last two years. Wow. He lost all the liberals at individual responsibility, though. They all tuned yeah. out. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Uh, and, you know, there's a reason why a lame duck leader like Aaron O'Toole tried to shut him up during the uh, election campaign. You didn't hear a lot from Polyev during the election campaign. And really, he's highly popular with conservatives. He should have been doing what Stephen Harper used to do with Jason Kenney, and that was like send him all corners of the prov or of the country because he was highly popular, especially in minority um, conservative 
populations. Like they just loved him. I've seen a Chinese lady grandma jump over a table to hug Jason Kenny before, <laughs> um, <laughs> back when he was popular and well-liked. And normally leaders do that during a campaign, but they didn't do that. And I think it's because Aaron O'Toole and the people around him have a sense of how bad he is at this. And I think the sun can only shine on one. And Polyev outshines O'Toole every day of the week. And he doesn't say controversial things. He says conservative things. And conservatives like me are like, yes, 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 perfect. Exactly, finally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's not even fair. I mean, his social media dwarfs O'Toole's <laughs> and the whole conservative party's social media, like one-to-one. It's, so they're going to yeah. have to figure out what the, what what they're going to do there. And, and I really hope that whatever whatever strings are holding him back, whatever that looks like internally or externally, I hope they're cut because we really do need some, some reason in Ottawa. And, and that's a guy that, you know, at this point, although he's late to the party and I can't speak on what is going on behind, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know what sort of things are being held over him or whatever issue or whatever reasons as to why he couldn't speak out or be an advocate for the things he's advocating for now, because I do think that he's a man of convictions. I know that's rare in politics, but I don't think he's saying this because it's convenient for him. I really don't. Um, although it's, it's benefiting him, I don't think it's convenient. Um, but we could use that sort of energy and that reason in, in Ottawa to get the country back on track. And, you know, tentatively I would support that you know yeah we'll see what's left by the time one thing i like about polyev is he will call out the media for their garbage all the time this isn't the first time he's done it he's done it in the past repeatedly and uh they need that they (laughs) they need a little bit of that um let's get people don't understand the reason why yeah sorry People don't understand, no, like the reason, one of the major reasons why Trump was so popular is because he just called, he was just, he shot off the cuff. He called mm-hmm. out the media for what it was and he didn't, he didn't bend to that. And whether you think he was being truthful or not, he, he came across it as raw and honest and unfiltered. And I think that's another reason why, like you said, why Polyev is so popular because he calls it like it is. And he's, he won't cowtail to the media, which I think is amazing. So we do have a lot of chats here. So this is, yeah, this is great. great. Wow. Okay, I'll start and then maybe you can finish. We've got okay. Looney Yukon sure. gives us a buck, says truck fudo. Um, again, if you want any of that truck, that truck off Trudeau merch, it's at rebelnewsstore.com. Uh, it probably need 30 of those shirts for my husband to take to his shirts. Um, <laughs> Put that one on the shirt for me. Yeah. I'll take that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, GT3 gives us 15 bucks. I don't see a chat, but that's awesome. CP90, another, yeah, another 15 bucks. Again, no chat. G Mike 3 gives us 46 bucks. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yana Steckley, I think, 12, uh, gives us 17 bucks. That's awesome. And again, no chat, but that's wonderful. Thank you so much. This is great. Uh, we haven't had uh, a role like that since the super chat days. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick three CA gives us a buck. Freedom rallies are on at Hamilton, Ontario city hall today at 3 PM during rush hour, um, 2 PM Saturday and 12 PM Sunday. Everyone, including trucker supporters are welcome. Great. H Pierce, eight, eight, eight gives us 10 bucks. Everyone stand with the truckers. Delete and throw out your vaccine passport. Never use any form of vax pass again. January 29th, we will stand united together. Delete the vax pass. You know, there are a lot of people out there 
who are double vaccinated, but who also refuse to produce proof of vaccination because they don't want, they've made a medical choice for themselves. That's none of our business, but they refuse to be a cog in the machinery of the segregation system. Because once you participate in it, you are the reason it stays together. So good for those people, conscientious objectors. Uh, Mick three CA a buck. Congratulations truckers for making the mainstream media notice you and making Trudeau, according to a morning tweet, suddenly hide in his fancy house for five days due to COVID (laughs) AKA truckers. Yeah. The truckers are the real pandemic coming to Ottawa. Uh, Matt, do you want to take over? Sure. Uh, Canadian Aussie gave us a buck. Uh, Trudeau says that he has been exposed to COVID and his COVID test came back negative. His (laughs) IQ test also came back as negative bazinga that was pretty good i like that thank you (laughs) history club world rebel should start a division to produce and distribute music maybe it's best trudeau is off in the cottage then he can't be attacked or find some way to villainize them anymore thought about what is going on in ukraine think russia will redo their 1933 plan if they take over it's a lot to unpack in that uh I, i would not be opposed to a rebel music division maybe you know the uh the uh, the pre the advanced issue was the the more of us video and you guys loved it so much which has been so amazing so yeah I would love to work with with the company on that so the more you ask for it the more likely it will happen I don't yeah, I'm not got, educated we, enough to speak on Congress Russia though to be honest yeah. I'm gonna leave uh, that to you well, Sheila. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know I, I've gotten a little bit of hate mail about my position on Russia I'm not anti-Russian people. I'm pro-sovereignty of nations in that I am pro-Hong Kong, pro-Taiwan, pro-Israel, and pro-Ukraine. And I have a unique perspective on this because where I live in the country, our kids can take Ukrainian immersion because there are so many Ukrainians who fled Soviet rule and the nationalization of their farms and, you know, the, the kulaks came here. And there are so many churches like this is Canada's Bible Belt. And the reason for that is that when the Ukrainians came here, first they built a sod house upon which to live. But then the first like wood timber frame building that they would build was a church because it was so important to be able to practice their faith without the meddling of the state, the Soviet state. So um, and many of those churches remain the Onion Dome. uh, Greek Catholic churches are everywhere. And so I have a unique perspective about um, what Ukrainian culture experienced during Soviet rule. For example, when uh, when Ukraine gained independence, our Ukrainian dancers went there to teach them their own culture so and, and their own cultural dances because they had been lost and suppressed under Soviet rule. So I dislike the idea of Russian expansion. And I think pressure should be put on Germany to decouple from Russia um, because Germany's Russia's largest buyer of natural gas and they use that natural gas wealth and natural gas resources to sort of manipulate most of Europe into doing whatever they want. So people don't like that I am I'm kind of pro I'm pro Ukraine sovereignty. That being said, I'm anti-war. I, I don't want to see, mm-hmm, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't want to see American troops go fight and die um, on foreign soil in an endless war again either. So it's a very complicated thing happening over there. 
Um, and I think Poland, as usual, generally gets everything right. And they're like, no, Russia shouldn't be doing this. And uh, they actually suggested that American troops should be uh, removed from Germany and just instead of having 35,000 American troops getting paid and spending their money in Germany, why don't you go over to Poland where they don't do business with Russia? So it's just mm. a thought. Anyway, I'm going to get emails, but I, again, I have a different perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope I made at least my reasoning clear. Um, there were a lot of people with Russian last names yelling at me in my emails last time I brought this up. So anyways, we can agree to disagree. This is a free country for now. Um, We've got a buck from Aqua Skies 3636. Coward of the Cottage looks bonkers right now. Just right now? Just right now? I don't know. <laughs> You're late. <laughs> yeah. Just now? I don't know. Uh, Flame 2323, 10 bucks. Trudeau has the new variant, Convoy 22. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, by the way, did you see that news article where they're like, oh, the next variant? Oh, I think we're still on YouTube. So maybe I can't talk about this. But they were like, the next variant mm -hmm. is going to be super contagious and really, really bad. And I'm like, mm, mm, I'm not sure if that's quite how viruses work. But that great job yeah. fear-mongering and scaring everybody again since um, Omicron didn't quite do that. If you read the language what? that they use specifically, they're like, although we're hopeful and we're anticipating that this is what's going to happen. We cannot guarantee it. So in the meantime, we, you know, they're suggesting that you abide by and whatever else. So, I mean, yes, technically they're right, but that, that also just makes the whole article a bit of a nothing burger. So. Isn't it know. weird how this stuff always comes out when countries around the world are starting to lift restrictions like Britain and I forget the other Scandinavian country that is like, yeah, we don't need restrictions anymore. They're like, ah, you know what? Let's, let's put some more fear Denmark. Thank you. Uh, let's scare yeah. them again. So anyway. And Denmark was kind of, uh, ahead of the curve. They tried to get rid of their passes and, and I believe it was October and then they brought it back for months. So they've been, they've been one foot in one foot out of this for a while now. So it's interesting yeah. to see that it's, they're, uh, deciding to declare the thing as just a everyday thing now and how we're going to live with it. I'm trying to be mindful of my life. I've never, I've never done a whole li a live stream on YouTube. Usually we get like five minutes in or like, okay, rumble time. <laughs> yeah. So this has been nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Um, Bill CF seven gives us a buck. You wait next week. Trudeau will call in the armed forces to displace the truckers. I don't know if he'll go that far, but I think it could get pretty ugly. I think the riot squad might end up down there for sure. Um, I, I see conflicts with Antifa. That's my prediction. Yeah, or maybe but, UN will step in. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Although I wouldn't be opposed to Antifa learning a few things the hard way. Um, but unfortunately, that conflict will be used to create new laws, new censorship laws, to restrain the rights yeah. of everybody else. It'll be an act of terrorism. Like, like they're already saying Canada's January 6th, even though literally nothing has happened. So. Yeah. You can't waste a good catastrophe. Right. So this is one on a silver platter, unfortunately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Aquas guys, three, six, three, six, Neil young, old man yelling at the clouds. Love RFK jr. Loved his uncle and dad. Our politicians are cowards except for Maxime and Randy Hillier. Uh, yeah, you know what? What is it? Leonard Skinner? They were probably right about Neil Young long before the rest of us were. Yeah, uh, keep History on Club rocking world. in the free world. 
Is yeah, Keep on rocking and the free world's going to go down is the most ironic rock song ever written. Exactly. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, History Club World gives us a buck. Rebels should try to get some of their sources in the Conservative Party of Canada to get their 2021 election review. Apparently, it is only going to be seen by the MPs, senators, and National Council. Did you hear the federal NDP leader's brother-in-law donated to the truckers? Yes, he did. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. Um, but if my family's any uh, example of this, not everybody within the same family believes the same thing or behaves the same way. Um, that is not to say that I think the brother-in-law is the problem in the in that family. Right. I think I think Jagmeet Singh is probably the uh, the outcast. Yeah. Yeah, they're Denounces- saying now he's denouncing it. He didn't know what it was actually for, and they're trying to work on a refund. But it's funny because this all happened, I guess, after the CBC ran their hit piece on the trucker convoy yesterday. And when they showed the when they showed the GoFundMe screenshot, his name was at the second to top because it was one of the highest donations. But they didn't yeah, even it was like 13, comment 000. on it. Yeah, it was like, oh my goodness, you guys are not that thorough. So Jeez. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, that is completely political pressure from his brother. There is no possible oh, way yeah. you just give away $13,000 and you don't know what you're giving it for. I refuse to believe that. I, I don't know. care how rich you are. Yeah, that's nuts. That doesn't, something that doesn't add up there at all. Yeah. Um, I don't maybe know. we can get an interview. Yeah. You know, th- that's the thing. Like, it's okay. I don't understand why this is controversial. It's okay for people within the same family to have different opinions on certain things. Why does every family have to be this homogeneous blob? I don't know. Well, it's tricky because it's like we talked about earlier, all of it's not the, the social dialogue and the framing around these issues doesn't leave room for nuance. It's like, you're either right or you're, you need to be corrected. It's not, let's talk Mm -hmm. through this, you know? So this is going against the narrative and the official narrative is if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you're going to kill grandma. So we can't have you publicly liable for potentially advocating for killing people and harming people. Like, you know, there's no, it's not reasonable. So that's unfortunately where we're at. Right. John T. Singus gives us a buck. In Trudeau's defense, he warned Canadians to treat the election as a referendum on mandates. He even said, anyone calling me an authoritarian has a chance to vote me out. Mainstream media is just too influential. Yeah, that's a good point. He did say that. That's a good point. You know, he, uh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Sos had a good tweet. I think it was this morning talking about how uh, the, the Trudeau liberals got reelected with 32 or 33 percent. So technically, they're the fringe. They're the fringe minority. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right, yeah. actually. Yep. Yeah. Uh, H. Pierce 888 gives us 10 bucks. January 29th needs to be about Canadians coming together and getting rid of any form of Vax Pass. We can do this. Spread the word. We need to get as many people as we can to delete the Vax Pass. You know, it's a, that's so, it's so true. It's not about the truckers anymore. I'm not even sure if it was ever really about the truckers. The truckers were just the ones willing to stand up and do something about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this is about everybody. This is about 22 months of two weeks to flatten the curve and people have had enough. And these guys are the only yeah, ones doing totally. something. Yeah, and, and Godspeed to them and, and bless them for it. And, you know, they're, they're saying that they're not going to leave until all restrictions are lifted or until Trudeau resigns. So it could be a, it could be a long, uh, it could be a long standoff. I'm excited though. Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> 
Uh, Becca Henderson gives us a buck. What's the website to send voice messages to the truckers? I want to encourage them. How do I do that? It's Zello. And it's like a electronic, like a digital CB radio app. And uh, you can pop in on there and send them some messages. Um, and say hi to the global news journalists who are on their eavesdropping bunch of weirdos. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, total weirdos. Um, History Club World gives us a buck. According to a study, about one third of Canadian students do not fully believe the severity of the Holocaust, which is super concerning. It was an event that killed six million people. Also makes you wonder if they know about the Holocaust. Holodomor or China or any other genocides in the past. Um, you know, it's my kids learn about Holodomor because again, because of I live in the most Ukrainian part of Canada. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I guarantee you they're not being taught about the atrocities of China's past or of their current state of affairs. Um, I guarantee you that it's just not something they talk about, but that in then it's not incumbent on teachers to teach your kids everything. They are not going to teach mm. them things. We know that. So this is incumbent on us as parents to first ask what your kids are learning at school, because some of that stuff they need to, they need to unlearn like right away as they walk in the door. And secondarily, if there's something that needs to be missed, parents are the first educators and the best educators. And up until the last 100 years, it was the church and parents who did the educating. And uh, never forget that you as parents are perfectly capable of teaching your kids the things that the school is not. So do it. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, it's con uh, contemporary public schools and social indoctrination. So um, if you're yep. if you are in a position where, unfortunately, you can't send your child to a, a, a reputable private institution and even there, they're not safe anymore or homeschool. Uh, you yep. need to make sure that for every eight, you know, eight hours a day that they're at school, you're pumping eight hours of truth into them and in the home, because it's a very confusing time of, uh, to grow up in Canada as a young kid, like for a, a range of issues, you know, um, I don't know. I don't even know if we can talk about them on YouTube, so I won't, but I yeah. think you all out there know, know what I'm alluding to. Um, so yeah, it's very important. Yep. I'm a big fan of the pop in. At school, I just just pop in <laughs> to the office. Just they never know what I'm going to wander by, and that's important. It keeps everybody on their toes. Crazy uh, yeah, McBurney, five bucks. Have they locked up every person who was in contact with Trudeau over the last five days, like they did to us? <laughs> Put them in a five star hotel for two weeks. No, those things were not. Or sorry, four star. Those things were not four star. I think they were probably like two. And a half ish. Yeah, they were like the one in Calgary was three. Yeah. The one in Calgary where they imprisoned Kian Bexty was about a three. Um, and it was funny because when you go online to check to see, like the third floor of the hotel was COVID jail, but floors one, two, and four were just for regular people. So Super, super. Yeah, how did that make any sense? Super quarantine, right? <laughs> and then, but if Kian was paying an inflated rate on the third floor to be imprisoned by the state, but I think it was like one hundred and twenty-four dollars <laughs> a night on floor like one, two, and four. I called to check. It was crazy. Yeah, it's unreal. And the food, and the and the, the impeccable food. food. Yeah, the Eggo waffle he got. You're like, oh, waffles and <laughs> something, and he's like, it's an Eggo. It's an egg and a chunk of like honey ham, like uh, lunch meat. Mm. That's disgusting. Uh, 
Sean uh, Marie G83 gives us 12 bucks. Well, thanks so much. Press conference in Brussels with Holocaust survivor Vera Sharov. And the police used water cannons and tear gas that shut it down. She said never again is now unless we resist. This needs to be shared far and wide now. Mick 3CA gives us two bucks. Trudeau doesn't deserve a four-star hotel. He deserves one rated less than three stars. Then he can sleep with bugs for 14 days in isolation. Five days is too little for him. Pacific Eagle, five bucks. An intelligent politician would realize this is the temperature of the politician and take advantage of it. Yeah, just saying. Yes, yes. The yeah, parade is marching. Yeah. Just jump out in front of it and lead it. I think no one would be mad about it. Just go do it. Just get in front of the parade and just take it all the way where it needs to go. That is politics. That's populism. Uh, iQuestor gives us 15 bucks. Holy cow. Thanks, guys. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau hiding in a place that nobody cares. Nobody cares. All the angry truckers. Where do they all come from? Um, they come from everywhere. They're joining the convoy all along the way just they're just as Ezra called it the other day they're just braiding themselves into the rope of the convoy mm -hmm. in every single town I know there's one um former UCP MLA I think he was kicked out of caucus um Todd Lowen he fired up his RV and he he's catching up to them I saw on his Facebook last <laughs> night he's like I gotta go to Ottawa he's in his RV um because he spoke out against the lockdowns and so they he got tossed out of uh, caucus and now Jason Kenney's speaking out against the same lockdowns, which actually happened to be his own. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but Todd's on his way to Ottawa, so that should be fun. I like. It sounds how they like think so much fun. I wish I was there. I know, I know. I like how the politicians think we're all hard of remembering, though. And it's like, no, no, you, you literally. These are your mandates. Like when Jason Kenney's like, you know, we got to drop the mandates on truckers, and I'm like, a trucker cannot walk into a pub in Alberta mm -hmm. and have a burger without producing proof of vaccination because of Jason Kenny. you don't get to be the hero. You don't get to be their advocate. You're doing the same thing to them. Yeah. They don't understand that. We understand that it's all nonsense and it, it's all hypocritical, you know? So I, I'm glad that the opportunity to make this about the whole, all the mandates in general isn't being lost on the truckers. And it's not just about them being able to, which is ridiculous anyways, they should be able to sit alone, isolated in their truck for thousands of kilometers, but it seems to be like the breaking point. And, you know, these politicians and these, they're just going to keep doing this until they're held accountable. So yeah. hopefully that starts to happen. Well, and as I was saying to Ezra, a lot of these truckers, like the cross border truckers, they go back and forth between the Southern United States where, COVID has not been a thing for a very long time. And so they right. know there's another way to do this. And it's not the tyranny of Canada. And so that's why I think a lot of them were pretty awake to just how stupid this all is. Okay, we should keep Something going. Something that's kind of interesting, we... too. Oh, we're running late. No, this consequence because of this whole thing is there's been like almost like a silent proxy trade war now that's that's breaking out between the States and Canada because a 10th of the trucker trucking force on either side can't cross because the, the U S mandates are just in response to the Canadian ones. Right. So it's just this weird stalemate. So what, what does that, what does that do? Like, how do we resolve that now? Or is there going to be yeah. a, a convoy to Washington? I don't know. <laughs> I, we'll uh, oh, this is the convoy coming up to meet. There's American truckers that are coming up. Uh, so oh, obviously wow. they're vaccinated because they can cross the border. So these are vaccinated mm -hmm. truckers who are coming up to support the Canadian truckers. 
um, which I think amazing. is incredible. It's amazing. Um, I say it all the time, but the only thing that I think will wake up some of the lefties and the hipsters to all of this is when their avocados are 10 bucks a piece because all mm. the truckers can't trust across the border. Um, and I'm going to feel that pain because I only really eat two vegetables. One of them is avocados and the other one is pickles. Um, so, so I'll experience that pain, but I'll take one for the team. Okay. Um, History Club World says rebels should conduct a poll seeing the popularity of various senior conservatives and see which one of them holds the highest electoral support. Also could do it with Alberta politicians. You know what? Just let the people decide. Just, just go to a leadership review and we'll let the people decide um, who's the most popular. Um, that's that's what a leadership that's review is. I just would be nice if the conservatives would let the party speak. Um, they tossed right. Denise Batters out of caucus, the, my favorite conservative Senator, they tossed her out of caucus for suggesting just that, like, not even that she's anti Aaron O'Toole. She's just like, this is a, like a monkey that's on our back and we need to deal with it. So let's just put it to our dues paying members. We owe that to them. And they're like, out you go, mm -hmm. Denise. Goodbye. Anyway. I don't get it. I know. I don't know. It's the death throes of a failing leadership. Uh, Richard Richard Bling, Blingden, five bucks back in Richard the Blingden. 1970s. No, thank you. Us high school guys would rhyme off the convoy song, and we saw the movie, and now a real one. Uh, Justin C38 sends us four bucks. Thanks so much. R.O. Bartholomew, 10 bucks. I'm a retired. U.S. Navy deep sea diver from the Cold War era. I was stationed on Vancouver Island at the Canadian American Testing Range. Is that near? Were you at Courtney? Comox, right? Always oh, friendly. Sorry, Canadians I lost you there. Rain. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Um, he, anyways, he said he was stationed at Vancouver Island at the Canadian American testing range. I love Canada and always friendly Canadians. I wonder if he was at Comox there. I think that's where they were stationed. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's wrong. awesome. Otter 8 or Otter 5 gives us eight bucks. The truckers need to make a Trudeau sign a Magna Carta. Um, you know what? I, I'm not a fan of homemade lawyering. It doesn't actually do or mean anything. Um, just go there and... Sh be there and show the world yeah. that what yeah. Trudeau's doing is wrong. That's the most powerful thing that they can do. And they're doing that. Uh, Cindy Mick 888, uh, 20 bucks truckers for freedom. We must stand behind them no matter what happens more of us than them. Hey, I love it. Hey. Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and 25 bucks from snow flowers, Crystal of Olia. I think I got that right. Um, looks like we've got a Hebrew roots person here. You are lions of Yeshua and the Messiah and Yahweh, Yeshua. Um, and blow the horns and make the walls of the wicked establishment fall like Jericho in the Bible. Let our people go and blow the horn of Shofar for freedom. Um, I think we are all caught up. Matt, why don't you tell people where they can find your music since we have you on? Sure. Well, if you go to my website, brevner.com, that's B-R-E-V-N-E-R.com, uh, you can stream my music for free, or you can uh, download the latest single, More of Us, by donation, or for free if you want. 
Um, it's also on Spotify and Apple and all that, but I don't care to support them because they don't support their artists and they block my release for like three weeks before they actually put it up. So yeah, forget all that. Just go to the website, check it out and just play it for a friend. You know, I've been getting a lot of really awesome messages from truckers saying that they've been blasting the song on the highway. And it just, it's just so cool. And, uh, yeah, it's just inspired such a, a lit a fire in me that, you know, there's, there's more to this and we, we may be on the other side of it. So yeah, bless all of you guys who have been so kind and, uh, yeah, uh, thank you. That's all I can really say about that. And your merch is awesome. I love your merch. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh cindy mick 888 gives us 10 bucks a song um more of us than them so we just talked about where we could where you could get that and uh anyways yeah the merch is awesome because it's sort of like the message is apolitical because i think the movement is really apolitical it's just you know mm -hmm. we're, we're not going to be divided and that's one of the beautiful things about the convoy is just the unity that it is created after politicians have campaigned on driving a wedge between all of us and keeping us apart. We've literally been told to stay apart or be fined, go to jail, close your business, <laughs> yeah, fight with your customers, yeah. stay away from your friends and family, cancel Christmas, cancel New Year's, cancel your birthday. Don't mm -hmm. go out for drinks with your friends. It has been illegal to be together mm -hmm. for 22 mm -hmm. months. The convoy is saying, no, we're together. And not only are we together on this, but we're uniting the country. And that is beautiful. It's awesome. And you know, it literally is apolitical because politicians are too afraid to put their name on it. So it is, it is actually a hundred percent apolitical. So how can you not feel good about that? Right. Yeah. It's great. Um, we are way past time. I'm sure um, AD <laughs> is needed on something else. I know that if I open this computer screen, there's going to be everybody from the company needing Sheila <laughs> to look at something. So I know I have to get to that. Um, Matt, I want to thank you so much for a very fun show. Uh, this last little bit just flew by. Aww. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks, yeah, partner. I had a great time. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, this last little bit just flew by. Um, AD, thanks so much for your hard work um, in studio or wherever you are managing us from, because I know that we have a bit of a catastrophe in the studio there. Uh, thanks so much for everybody for tuning in. Uh, thank you to so many people who pitched in and threw yeah, a little money nuts. behind their thoughts on the live stream today. That was fantastic. Um, I'm not sure when I will see you next. Um, probably, I, what's today? Thursday? To Monday. I'll be back Monday. Um, we have another show tomorrow at noon, Eastern, 10, out here in Alberta, in God's country, and 9 a.m. in BC. Um, and as David Menzies always says, stay sane. I covid один то ли американский, какой-то западный специалист заявил, слушайте, ну если омикрон такой легкий вирус, ну давайте переболеем все, и это будет вакцина для нас. Идеально, вот с моей точки зрения, идеальное предложение. Посоветую. Посоветую не париться. Я уже вам давно говорил с самого первого раза, наша болезнь здесь, в голове. Как только вы начинаете... Охать, ахать и бегать, черт знает куда, это беда. А для тебя так вообще не замечай этого. В твоем возрасте это ничто. Я хочу сказать вот этим всем жуликам международным, ну хватит уже. Уже нам вывернули эти карманы настолько, что там ничего не осталось. Уже раздели всех. Надо уже заканчивать эту пандемию. Они уже нас готовят. Возраст и прочее. Что вот там к лету уже 
отменят пандемию. Ну, надо уже отменять. Хватит уже, поиздевались над людьми.